All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X T R E M E media.ie. Audio visual from an Irish perspective. This is the All Things Techie Podcast. It's episode 20. Believe it or not, guys, it's the year 2020. It is episode 20 of the Sunshine joins me as usual. We're back talking tech, AB, and all things gadgety and gizmody. And um, even looking back, we're going to reverse the wheel and look back on some of the goods, the bads of 2019. I know we're doing this mid-January. I know, folks, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, I blame me on that. I I decided that it was a great idea to have another baby in the in the family and that's been my hold-up and that's been my excuse. I don't know what Simon's excuse is. Um, I just need to time off. Oh, right, yeah, okay. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we surround ourselves with tech all the time, all, all in work and at home. So mm. we need to just time off to spend time with kids. No, yeah. real people. Real people, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Simon and I, off mic, uh, for the past 20 minutes, have been talking about a really interesting topic that we are going to do as part of the All Things Techie podcast. And we're going to talk about the life of audiovisual folk in Ireland. Um, and it's going to be in a later episode, and we're looking for ideas from you guys of how we address this issue. And without naming company names or anything like that, but we're going to address the salaries, the requests, the expectations versus realities of an audiovisual technician in Ireland. Um, oh, what positions are out there in the market at the moment and, and what, what people what people are looking for versus experience and even maybe what colleges are in Ireland are providing their qualifications. Yeah, uh, it's going to be on a later programme. We, we were discussing off mic what we should be covering, what we should be covering. For Simon and myself, like we just talked about there, listeners, it's it's family life. That's what has held us from even doing this podcast that we do because we enjoy talking tech, but sometimes we bring in the family members, you know, even, even last night I was talking to an old work colleague from that's moved to Canada and Kieran walked into the room and sat up on the mic and just started going, Woo! <laughs> sorry, I, I, I probably definitely signed doing that. But, uh, <laughs> Started moving around my mic and having fun and seeing the fact that he was on screen on on cameras and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, we're not saying that we're going to bring in our kids to our podcast, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> you know, we want you to still listen to our podcast. Actually, talking of which, we have the stats, and I must—I I don't even think I actually sent Simon the stats. So I shouldn't really do that. Yeah, since he is co-host. Well, we want to thank you guys for 2019. We started this podcast um, in early, in late 2018 to, to 2019. No, it was 2019. I can't remember when we started. We did start this podcast in 2019. Um, and it has grown and grown in numbers and listeners. And we really want to thank you on that. We are going to work on doing more social media pages. We're going to get a Facebook page, a Twitter page, um, 
set up and we have a brand new logo as well as you can see on on the all things techie pod and um, which we also hope to have stickers if we're going to ise and hand them out so chase us down we don't know what mm. we're going to be in we don't know where we're going to be mm. we don't know where we're going to be staying that's all work in progress yes. but, uh, <laughs> If you see us, do buy us a drink because we are poor and we're Irish folk and we like to drink. Well, I do anyway. Simon's going to just find time. time I'm, I'm happy with my extra on tea. <laughs> no plugging free of charge, Simon. You know, let's let's. Afterwards, I'm going to have to explain your stuff out. But no, no plugging. So, but uh, let's let's find level us out here. Uh, I don't have anything for restaurant. Don't have anything pressed on in front of me. I, I thought usually in in this uh, jar of uh, of pens, I usually have an extra on or a crest on something or other. Oh well, okay. We don't have a. I don't have anything that I can hold up to to screen. No, actually, what I am going to hold up to screen time is new tech toys. What you got for? Oh, no, don't press buttons. Uh, what what I got for Christmas, and I didn't cut off the call. Thank. God, I didn't. But uh, this is my Christmas present. What's that? Ooh, it's a Wacom. I think it's pronounced Wacom. Though someone might correct me afterwards and say it's Wacom or something like that. I think it's a Chinese model. It's Wacom. It's a little touch panel, Bluetooth, that's attached to my Mac. Um, the only thing I can say as a con, which nearly upset us doing this program, was uh, I installed the driver and then I'm not blaming Wacom on this, but then my Apple Mac completely and utterly froze and I have to reinstall the operating system. Maybe it might have been just a coincidence, but really cool. Comes with a pen. So there's my pen. Really interesting on this, Simon. Um, okay, so I little uh, USB uh, charger at the top. Uh, one, two, three, four, five buttons on the top for different commands can be used with photoshop or um any other drawing utensil um little two buttons on the the pen where you can right click and left click and zoom in and and, and the likes you navigate over the um the touchpad and the cursor moves and then you can touch so i was just practicing yesterday just doing my signature really cool that came out at a hundred euro as my Christmas present for my wife. One thing that annoys me though, Simon, it doesn't magnetize the pen. So the pen could easily oh, that, that would be a nice little add-on. That yeah. would just so you don't lose it. Um the one thing I and okay a lot of tech companies are doing this where if you want to read the manual you download the PDF afterwards mm -hmm. on their website. So I shouldn't hit the microphone. And um, but it does actually have a nib. It has a really fine uh, nib on the top. Let me just unscrew this to the camera. It has actually nibs inside it, which are like apparently as they break off and they're not lead, you know, they're, they're actually plasticky tops. But as they break off, you're supposed to use the little pointer at the top there. I don't think you can see, oh, maybe if I shine the light on. You, you're actually supposed to break the top off afterwards and just start it all over again, which I thought, like, God, do you really want to be pressing hard on the pen if you were going to break the nib? Um, 
and I thought it would damage the actual pad itself. But you got it. That's the Wacom 100 euro. And um, if anyone's using them, um, and if the listeners that's viewing the program afterwards that's using the Wacom stuff and also wants to give me tips on how to use it with Photoshop, uh, please get in contact with me. I'm, I'm slowly teaching myself little bits of editing on, on Photoshop. Your toy is pretty cool, though. I do like your toy. Your brother sent you this from Canada. From from US, from America. Sorry. From It is a portal. Uh, yeah, done by Facebook. But, but yeah, so if you can see the, everyone goes, what's that? That's the leg that holds it up. Oh, that's the but leg. The, also the, so that's the, 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 power, the power lead in the leg. So the idea is that when you, when, when yeah. you, ooh, Sorry, when you lean it, it leans back. That supports it and keeps it that angle. Okay. But it's also designed that if you can go this way, and it does the same thing. So the leg supports it and keeps it upright. So you don't stand holding it. You it stand like back. It either a six by four or ten by eight photo frame. Yeah, and it's an eight inch. It's about it's an eight inch. It's called. Yeah. By, I'm going to flip it around the back for a sec because you can see if you can see the back. That's the speaker on the back. And the speakers on the back. Very There's a speaker on the back as well as stuff as well as the mics, the usual like things, mics up here. There's this one is mic and camera. It's a physical switch. So if I flick this around, you can now see the camera is available, or you can close it off and it's the camera's hidden and you have lights to tell you it's hidden. Oh, and and it connects into your Facebook Messenger, your WhatsApp, and you can also load apps onto it. You can also play um, video or my videos, photographs from your Facebook account or your Instagram. All the messenger stuff that you would have a messenger, like where you have the, I would call them, oh, what's it called? Where they, yeah, they had hats, beards, all that kind of stuff. You can do it. But the best feature, I think, for kids is Storybook, where you can launch something like a Goldilocks or any nursery rhymes and the person telling the story becomes part of the story where they put say the wolf face onto the person or they have the forest around them so it's not even they, just a lower third it's actually making the person a character in the story as the animation correct yes and and the words are on screen so it's like maybe a little bit like watching uh, a powerpoint where you have the words of what to say, you flick across, flick across, and it has the next next Which, paragraph of the story. It's at first it when Simon showed this to me, listeners, I was a bit like, that's really sad in a way, because it means that parents can read to their children if they're away at work or whatever. But then when I thought about it, it's actually a really clever, brilliant idea that you know, people might be calling granny or granddad and they come mm. to the, the child and they leave the parents away for 10 minutes while they do the wash up or and get the kids uh, clothes ready for school or whatnot. So a simple but very useful idea by Facebook. Um, how much, I know it's a present, but I think these retail for about 100 dollars they're, they're they're yeah they're in dollars and pounds because um and they, these were bought through the amazon okay so you can get they're available on amazon and because they have alexa also built into them 
So you can literally talk to it and say, call whoever, and yes. it will call. And yeah. which, is, which is another fun feature for kids because they can ring granny and granddad and their uncles and whoever, or simply ring. And has Rebecca got the ability now to ring grandma and go talk? Oh, she could, but she she doesn't she doesn't do it. But she could because what happens is if you say we're on your phone and on Messenger, mm-hmm. so that means you're active. It pops up in my screen that my favorites are active at this moment, and you can go and just click it and it starts ringing them. That's cool. So so when my brothers or my or my mother is, is um available, they actually come up on the screen and you can just go over and touch them and call them. The only one con, I think, from that is the fact that it needs to be plugged in at all the times. It's not battery-powered. Correct. Yeah, it's it's a wired, it's a a big, chunky plug like this. But the cable is really long, which is great. I would imagine that that's the next step of the portals, that they're going to make it that it's it's a mobile unit. But having said that, maybe they won't, because if that's the case, people will use their mobile phone. And yeah, that's true, or a tab, or a big tablet, or something like that. Now, let us know what you think. Uh, we're at, but at the current moment, it's at Simon Lang AV to to send tweets to Simon personally. It's at Justin or Dawson to send tweets to me. We use the hashtag All Teams Techie, uh, but that could all change in the next week or two as we create a new uh, social media feeds for our show but all the details as we go on is always available on our official website www.allteamstech.ie like 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 our show don't forget to subscribe to all things techie in your favorite podcast store now let's go into like the worst products of 2019 before we go into the worst products best and worst products of 20 or of the the past decade but (laughs) i think it's worth mentioning that uh, the big thing that came up in 2019 was social media protection between twitter and facebook and privacy reigned with a lot of different tech products not only the social media sites but amazon alexa and privacy and i think google really didn't come out at least amazon came out and said well okay maybe we are listening to you 24 7 but um google haven't come out with anything since no they haven't like they're a bit quiet on that front so you do wonder what's going on or because apple even at their launches this in 2019 we're talking about Privacy is like one of the most important things on their iPhones that are coming out, all their Apple products. So they're even kind of being upfront about what privacy settings do you want to allow this device, uh, this app active, access this thing on your phone and stuff like that. So it's that's become a massive part of everyday life. Well, I even noticed with installing apps there on my Mac OS and even installing this tablet uh, that I got for Christmas that... I have to type in passwords to let things be installed. Yeah, Windows 10 is, is also doing a lot of that too, if you have the admin settings set correctly. But it, I just find with a Mac, it's 
incredibly locked down that the risk of getting a virus or getting hacked is much more reduced than the likes of using operating systems like Windows. Personally, agree. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I'm waiting for someone to show me a stat that's, that proves otherwise. Um, no, because if you think about it, this week alone, there was a, there was a big um, security uh, um, risk raised by NSA um, on, on Windows. And now companies are kind of peddling quickly to try and resolve this and protect their systems. So, but you don't hear of NSA releasing, um, oh, does this for Mac or is that for Mac or iPhones are at risk here or there. There is very little bad things about Mac. Even saying that, when we were reviewing some of the stuff for what happened the last decade and what happened in 2019, Apple does show their face in a few places, but yeah, it's still uh, minor but in comparison. You, you brought up the topic of Windows 10 and update catastrophes. I think in, in general, it's Windows 10 still, or Windows, Microsoft, still making updates and patches. And then they make a patch and it goes Pitong and it goes totally pear-shaped. And then two days later, they're doing another update to prepare the patch that they shouldn't have pushed out in the first place. And a bit of testing, guys, never goes amiss, you know? <laughs> like, um, but I don't know, does it affect you as much? But my God, I see find like in my workplace in AB, it's just constant battle to update laptops and equipment and PCs that's in our labs with the latest updates. Mm. And literally, I could start all the computers and leave them running at the beginning of the morning and then at lunchtime, hopefully all the updates will have been patched on mm. machines. Yeah, I would see that a lot in PCs and work as well, but I actually starting to see the amount of updates on AV hardware is, is increasing a lot. And in our case, we're being scanned and checked on a weekly basis, our AV hardware that it's compliant. Mm. So it's, it's no longer, oh, uh, AV is that something you don't really worry about. It's actually now becoming just as important as um, you know, as the laptops in use in firms. And um, this AV security, I suppose, is becoming a massive thing. And like uh, Clickshare had one recently where they they had a security they had to update, and a big an update came out, and they had to even send out a note to all their users about saying that the the security is front and center of mind, even though these things happen. What would wonder like how much can go wrong with the likes of ClickShare, but it is. It's a network I, device and any network device is an access point into a, yeah. into a firm. Yeah. And we're not like, I'm talking about a corporate environment. There's military installations using ClickShare. Yes. Yeah. So where I think things are a little bit more serious than us as in a corporate or education environment. I, I, I still believe that the worst flaws that, and I don't even know, can we actually categorize it as the worst flaws of 2019? But if, you were, if, if you're interested in tech and AV, you should follow uh, Facebook social media pages like um, AV's Worst Nightmares. And it just is day by day, list upon list of 
what seems to be digital signage and people still leaving the default passwords on digital signage and people mm. hacking digital signage. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, if you leave it open like that, people will take and manipulate it. And then whether it be you're working in higher ed and it's a student or it, it's a restaurant or fast food chain, if you leave a menu like that, that's openly exposed, people, someone will, and it's a digital sign, someone will try and hack it. And if the default password is four zeros, someone will get into it and put something up on it. Or password, it, username is admin, password is admin, someone's going to hack it. But I, I, yeah. you know what, I think more the fact manufacturers are coming out and giving in the box a manual with something that has hexadecimal characters and stuff like that to, to type in. And then you have to change the password after you updated them and loaded it up. I think, mm. I think they are getting better like that. What definitely something to talk about in 2019 was the foldable phone. And it seems that no company was ready for a foldable phone or any foldable device. Yes. Yeah. So the so the foldable phone is and tablet is being massive. But I did see there was a lot of releases in C, uh, CES this year mm. about improvements in that field and um, Lenovo and I've been weighing in on it and I've seen a few um, mobile phone companies as well. But yes, there has been it, it. Just didn't seem to be able to withstand the constant fold unfold fold unfold and eventually there was pixels damaging on these phones or cracking or in the screen or casing. So it's, it's like they're, they're going in the right direction. It's just not there yet. Mm. Um, finally, the, the worst of 2019, I think is the US government versus, unless you have some more, Simon, the US government versus Huawei. Uh, you know, like I, I'm biased because I'm a Huawei user, so I, I actually I really like their phones. Um, but well, I know I've seen actually stuff on the Verge this week mm-hmm. about the Huawei's own Play Store um, is now becoming um, available for developers to start using and start kind of working from their site. So it shows you it's becoming a thing where they actually are developing their OS and it's becoming more public. So, so I think thinking that Huawei don't use the Google Play Store. Now they still do on the on current models, but I think future models, they might end up, you have a choice of using their own one or you might be forced if they have, if they can't use Google products that they have to use their own right. OS and App Store. Well, you know what, like for the price of the phones and also actually while we're on that subject, I'm going to throw out that like I've, I've moaned before about my mobile phone tariff being 60 euro a month and I'm two months out of getting out of this contract and I warn listeners never to get into a two year mobile phone tariff with any mobile network because I have paid for this Samsung S7 phone, which even at that wasn't a most up-to-date phone at the time. I got the phone free of charge, but I signed up for 60 euro a month on a tariff for two years. That is 12, 6 is 72, 720 multiplied. That's over nearly 1,500 euro 
I've paid for this phone at least twice over. Where the Huawei phones, you can buy a SIM ready, any network phone for Huawei for about two or 300 euro. And it has hmm. better camera, better space, better memory than what the S7 has. Like it's a no brainer that as soon as I'm out of contract, I'm going for SIM only plans. And I think the most expensive SIM only plan that I've seen on the market at the moment is about 30 euro. Which is great. Yeah. Because that is, that is like if it gives you everything you want in the case of my, mine is data. That's all I want is data. I'm not a big use of, of phone calls. I don't really take that many or give that many. And people are actually ringing me more on WhatsApp now than they are ringing me on normal cellular. Well, I think going into that, tech that defined the one area that I think um, has really improved in in the past year has been Instagram and WhatsApp. But actually, in the last decade, I could, we can say that WhatsApp for launched in two thousand and nine, so just short, just over the decade mark, and then Facebook bought it for nineteen billion dollars. That's B billion dollars. Like it's, when it was bought, I always thought to myself, why didn't Facebook just make their own? design but, but the other side is that's how companies grow is they acquire versus having to spend the time telling themselves but whatsapp like 19 billion dollars i like what astounds me simon is that the youth of today oh i, I, I use that expression i feel old the youth of today <laughs> still use another facebook product which is snapchat to talk but for older folk that are out of their teens, they use WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is simply a commodity. Now you're using it on your um, your Pixel. Pixel? Pixel? Portal. Portal, sorry, portal. And you're using it on your portal. That um, it's, it's made life so much easier. It is video calling without the need of a video conferencing unit. It's video, the only thing that you can't do on WhatsApp there is record your conversation. And I guess that that's done for security methods. You can turn on the feature of logging all your messages that go up to cloud and you can store it on mm. cloud drives. But um, it's encrypted messages i know that has caused some controversy in the past with different court cases but it's encrypted messaging and, and businesses use it there's a whatsapp for business amount of companies and radio stations and um, use whatsapp for communication with their listeners mm. like i think a couple of the dublin radio stations i listen to that's how they they do most of their communication is with their listeners and um, through whatsapp business i guess so they can have have it on, I guess, a computer instead of being on the phone. But it, it, the fact is that people now, I know for me anyways, I, I record a video, I click the attachment, I send a video to, to family members of my children playing around. And that's just seen as a day-to-day -day thing. And before 2009, we were still sending MMS messages or trying to attach it as an email for someone to look at later. It's become such an easy commodity 
to use mm. WhatsApp to, to share messaging now. And I, I even saw the news um, a couple of times during the, the bad storms here in Ireland that we had um, businesses and business units in firms were using it to communicate with their staff about when, when it's safe, not safe to travel, all that kind of stuff. And then it's becoming nearly another form of instant messaging communication with your team mm. instead of using email or whatever the case may be. Like we look at the Facebook umbrella assignment between Facebook and Snapchat and WhatsApp Instagram. and Instagram. I think the two areas that Facebook are really pushing is Instagram and WhatsApp. I, I think Facebook as a platform needs a bit of an overhaul. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's losing a grip. But actually, one that I didn't mention there of the worst of the decade is... Well, sorry, we're working, talking about the, the best of the decade. The worst of the decade was the nearest that came to Facebook in the past decade was Google Plus, and Google Plus died to death. It was... Yeah, it's gone. It's gone in the consumer market. It's completely gone in in a in a business environment. It's still part of everyday business because it's used for groups and stuff like that. So, so uh, the company I work for, also they use it still. But that's because it's part of the Google pl uh, business platform. Okay. Um, but as a as a so as a as a consumer social platform, it's gone. Yeah, it it has uh, like. But don't get me wrong, I still think Facebook has some areas where Facebook Live, which which I use for other um, social media things and doing internet radio and stuff like that, live broadcasts, when they're used right in citizen broadcast ways, is brilliant. But, and maybe that's where Facebook is going to reshape and rebuild. They still have facebook pages for business and like our page and whatever and postings and stuff like that but people posting their own personal information <coughs> people are taking a step back and saying do we want our life history on a social media trend like that i think and the, yeah and then the problem is there it's 10 years of stuff that's been put up there and how do you take that down again and i think that's years yeah yeah, and I think yeah. that's impossible at this point. Yeah, do you know what? Also, last decade, the Apple iPad launched in 2010. I, I, I thought the iPads were older than that, but to think that the iPads... I, yeah. I thought they were here for lo here way longer than that. I just presumed they were just part of life. Yes. You don't really actually think, oh, they began at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and it just shows our age when we used to bring laptops for outside broadcasts and stuff like that, and now it's just mobile phones. And... Bring your mobile phone with you, yeah. And like you even you even see like press conferences now where you see the journalist and they're just holding their phone. Yeah, up, up to the and recording it or live even to the studio that way. Or more than likely, if all else fails, they can attach the file and send a WhatsApp back into the studio. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's the scary thing. Uber's launched in June 2010. Uber has had its ups and downs. So I don't know is that the best or worst of of um, the decade. It's had its problems, but it is a defining tech because yeah. it, it has it has changed an industry 
in some countries. In, in Ireland, well, not as much because we don't have it. But in in like the US in big mega in the big cities in the US and in the UK, you hear hear taxis are actually come down and use of Ubers going up. Yeah. So uh, Instagram, as we spoke, uh, product of Facebook launched in 2010 and acquired by Facebook in 2012. I don't know how much Instagram was bought for, but you know what? I'm I'm beginning to actually like flicking through different photos on instagram um and it's something i don't i don't i have but i don't use yes. I, I it's it's for watching more than using but yeah, if you stand if you stand on the train on the morning going into work i would say over 50 percent of the people on the train are using it do you want to carry in something that like I, I i just want to add to this list now Bluetooth headphones is yes. It's definitely something that has defined the last decade. And it's not even the last decade. I'd say in the last four or five years maximum with Bluetooth mm-hmm. and Especially the last two. I think yeah. in the last two alone, even the noise cancelling ones have really kind of upped it. Do you like do you do you like these little pods that like people put in their ears, the Apple pods and stuff like that? That's, I I still haven't got used to those. I think they look a little bit weird. I the do. the Apple ones, but I do get them. But I still think sometimes it, you just don't even know a person has them in nowadays if they if they're a person with long hair. I think it's so, so very easy to lose, and I would rather overhead headphones as Bluetooth and mm. as a little. Says me with. The, with my Apple ones here, but um, I like you when I'm working on my desk. I prefer to use these kind of headphones, um, but I do have the big over-ear ones for when I'm traveling on the train. I think it just eliminates having to turn your volume up so loud and damage your ears more as we um, age more. Mm. We but we are <laughs> definitely becoming a, a a society where it's mm. like sticking the headphones on your commute to work, uh, just not talk to anyone or anything mm. um when that is mix i i still have my thoughts on vr but the oculus rift really ha did improve the whole area of vr but i still think vr is incredibly in its infancy and will it improve in the next 10 years or will it be just one of these trends I do wonder about it. Yeah, it is a bit like I, I feel is it a bit like Blu-ray. Yeah, is it just one of those things? Is a certain clique of people? I think VR is massive for gaming people, mm. and kind of maybe experience centers, and maybe a little bit about like museum and all that kind of places that you can really immerse a person into it. But it's I just don't see a place in just normal everyday business for I, my argument always is people don't want to wear headsets mm. and when i come into the, the worst uh, products of the decade i always say google glass I, I nearly ended up buying one of these when i was on honeymoon and traveling through china and i seen google uh, glass i thought wait that's that seems cheap to to buy but 
what, where I've seen like the videos and the promotional videos of it, I thought were really good use cases of like using them in medical situations that on things like that where mm. they're dealing with public and they're actually able to see patients' files right in front of them and they're able to get live readings from machines like heart rate and all that stuff. So I definitely saw uses for them, but it just shows you it just never caught on. You would wonder, has Google still got a team working in the background to design apps for Google Glass mm. or have they just said, okay, that was an idea and let's park that? Because the, in the article that we were kind of getting our basis from where it had like a load of stuff, about 80 odd things for the whole year or decade of decade. stuff. Yeah. There was a, quite a few Google products in that. I actually got and they seemed to develop them and then they just because I remember there was like I seen one of the tablets was the Nexus yes and the Q, and Q, Q X Q I think it was whatever the ball the one that looked, yeah. like, it looked like a bowling ball like I thought that was an amazing thing when they emerged and then I see it just totally dis- it was totally disappeared and so they they seem to do a lot more maybe um, take more risks in trying products where most other companies don't seem to, and they just then, they don't work, they just fade into the background. Well, as, as the old saying goes, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, and Google, at least, is one of these companies that try out these different areas, or Alphabet as the main firm company is. We're going to actually stick this article, it's from The Verge, and it lists, like, as Simon says, 84 different things. And we'd love to hear your comments on it. Some of, some of these things I've actually never heard of, like the Google Barge. Uh, the Barge has had an intrigue of a Dan Brown novel. Four-story structures were floating off the coast of San Francisco, and Google wouldn't say what they were for. Interesting. So it's probably <laughs> or something like that, or an R R and D, or R and D of like <laughs> what is life like if we lived on a boat, or if we put all our employees on a boat for a couple of months? Maybe it wasn't just like a reality. But thing. see, Google's massive into the health stuff that we don't even hear about. Like I think they have they they think about all the health, fish, and all the fitness stuff. They're actually getting more into that, and they're probably they're probably working on cures to medical issues that we don't even know they're working on and things like that with big research companies because they have the facts and the information that they're getting back kindly from all the users who don't even probably know they're digging it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're going to put up those worst of, uh, 84 worst products of the decade. Um, But the the way we're putting them up on the show notes allthingstech.ie um, if you want to tweet Simon it's at Simon Langley AB or myself at Justin Orr Dawson all our details on our official website the All Things Techie Podcast subscribe like and share but something that always comes up in January, early January, it is how we define what's coming up in the next year in tech. And we're not talking actually about ISE, we're talking about CES. I would love one of these days to just have a media pass to go to Vegas and go to CES and see all the toys that were there. I, I, I'd be like a little kid 
screaming as they put me on the plane back from Vegas to Dublin going, I want to stay. I want to play with all these toys. <laughs> There's so much stuff that, uh, that you can see. Uh, so do, you, do you think CES influences IES or IES influences CES? Hard to say. I, I, I definitely think ISC influences Infocom. And mm. because Infocom happens later in the year. And I think there's a lot, and uh, even AV folks that are over in the US will say there's a lot more to see at ISC than there is at Infocom. Yeah. CES is more tech. And of course, it's aimed at the consumers because that's what it is. It's a consumer, it's a consumer right? Yeah. A show. Um, so you will you won't see the likes of the town new self sealing trash can at ISE unless someone decides to have that as an office commodity. This this thing's crazy. <laughs> I seen a video of this on uh, actually gonna reference BBC Click. I I if you first you click that subscribe button and you subscribe to the All Teens Techie podcast and then you click and subscribe to click as um, a podcast as well but if you if you live in the uk or ireland you will get it i don't think you can get it online bbc click but maybe i'm wrong um i think there's some type of uh licensing laws to just have it for the uk but uh bbc click did a little video on the town new self-sealing trash can this thing like you fill up your trash when it's full it will send you an alert to say your bag is full to your, your phone or your app. You press a button, it seals the bag for you so you don't have all that liquid. It, it sounds like the Simpsons, like the garbage can man, like <laughs> at Homer Simpson just coming along and sealing up your, your, your trash. <laughs> this thing seals it. And then when you take the bag out, it will actually put another bag in place. Don't know how much it is. I say it's probably about two hundred dollars at least. Um, but I know I would save my two hundred dollars and just seal the bag up. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try um, other things, Simon. The Dell Optiplex seventy seventy Ultra, and it. To be honest, it's just one of the Dell screens. Now, but in the actual monitor stand, they're putting a really small computer. And whether or not this is the way tech is going forward, but I have they reinvented the wheel? I don't think they really they have. I think I think they're just basically PC. It's a PC version of what Mac Mac have because nowadays you can more or less get your whole Mac in your monitor hmm. when you think about it. But so there, and the you can get, as well. yeah, there is some like that, and I guess they're trying to make them look smaller and neater, while also um, making it convenient. So I, I think it's actually quite a clever. Imagine, like my, I can imagine my desk being so much better with this mm. and tidier. The only downside is I want to pick up my computer and bring it to meetings. Yeah. So that's the people are moving away from desktops. So. I don't get that bit, but it is, seems an interesting idea. I don't think it's enough of a reinvention. I think it's a, it's a play. Mm. It's, it's giving an option 
two office spaces, but I and maybe maybe AV people and IT people will tell us that having a built-in computer into a monitor is the worst thing ever. Um, if if one part breaks down, you have to take the whole monitor off. Maybe this is a bit more easier to repair and mm. slot out a, a a card and put in a new computer or whatever. Um, yeah, Dell Optiplex seventy seventy. Uh, on the basis of the same level of expense of a normal tower computer, I, I believe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, because I, 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 I did see, which I thought was kind of interesting, don't know how long ago I saw it was, is um, Samsung had one where it's just your phone goes into a dock and it becomes your PC. So I think I would rather something like that, where you literally, your phone is your PC, so it's a phone when you're using it, like anyone else. But when you go to your desk, you dock it, and then you have a keyboard, mouse, and, and monitors, a mon monitor and monitors, and then that becomes your desktop. It's actually still running off your phone, but the other side, it's, it's just a desktop environment. And I think that would be, I'd find that more beneficial to me than... And you then know, um, a I'm computer. The likes of Apple haven't come out with this type of setup as well because everything's usually integrated, anyways, with with Apple and and their products. Interesting idea, and I'm surprised more haven't come out of it. Maybe someone will tell us that this already exists, and also at the likes of CES or whatever. Let us know. Mm. All things tech.ie is our website. Um. Do you like to have a warm bum when you go to um, to go to the toilet and do a number two or sit down on the toilet seat? Well, there's one called the BioBidget Slim Two Smart Toilet Seat with Heater. And uh, again, all these links will be in our show notes and we might play some videos through, through, through this video podcast if you're looking at us on YouTube. Uh, this thing, literally, it is... Uh, a toilet seat with an app and um, internet of things once again and before you go want know that you need to go to the toilet you can actually heat up your toilet seat through the app again about 200 <coughs> um, i can find better ways to spend my money um i thought i thought this one was quite cool the phone charger and car jumper uh by mopi power station go go phone and um, Price at $100, not overly expensive, because you would probably buy one of these little power banks for, and I, I'll, I'll hold up one, I'm not going to show which product it is, but like mobile phone power banks, this one actually has a load of stickies on the back, so I can just stick it to the shelf and stuff like that. Um, that gives me a bit of juice for my mobile phone for emergencies, um, but the... I don't know if that's playing in the background, does it? No, it's not playing. Sorry. Um, the Mophie Power Station Go Phone Charger. Uh, but this actually has two jump leads to actually jump your car if needed. So you can keep it in, in your car. Um, do you know what? I'd be worried about the fact of it has the correct amount of voltage to, to jumpstart your car. But also has a different type of voltage for um oh, the phone. Yeah. How how it will like blow up your phone or something like that. But hundred dollars, like 
you know hmm. what? You would spend a hundred dollars on a power bank for your phone for your to at least fifty dollars to to for a decent one but yeah, yeah like yeah it's interesting that you could use it to jump start your car yeah um but american and uh, but from the looks of the actual site it has american leads and i don't know is this available it says here it can jump start a car up to 50 times on one charge that's pretty good that's yeah. really good yeah um i like i like that but um, american connections though I, I wonder do they do it for europe as well we'll have to try and find out we'll put that, that up on the show notes as well that's the mophie power station go phone and um, i <laughs> i have to laugh at this one so between uh with like there's some absolutely wacky things and i i do like looking at the wacky ones at at ces and it's, if it's too much of an inconvenience to turn on a tap in your kitchen, you can now get a voice-controlled kitchen tap. What'd you guys do at school? We got to paint. All right, wash those hands before we snack. Alexa, ask Moan to turn on warm water. Running faucet to 86 degrees. Introducing You by Moen Smart Kitchen Faucet. The ultimate display of intelligence and unmatched precision. Alexa, ask Moen to fill the baby bottle. First, I will run the water to temperature. Fully customizable presets for exact measurements and exact temperatures will make daily tasks a breeze. When the light is solid, you can wave over sensor for six ounces of water at 85 degrees. Mommy, Sammy's out of water. Can you help and put the bowl in the sink? Alexa, ask Moen to fill the dog bowl. Program custom commands using the app, or ask for exact measurements. You're going to need two different quantities of water at two different temperatures. Hey Google, ask Moen to dispense a quarter of a cup of 110 degree water. Combine specific temperatures and measurements, or mix generic commands with specific commands. Hey Google, ask Moen to dispense one and a half cups. Now our egg wash is going to ensure perfect browning. You'll need three eggs and a tablespoon of water. Hey Google, ask Moen to dispense one tablespoon. Wave over sensor to dispense one tablespoon now. You by Moen Smart Kitchen Faucet also recognizes casual words such as hot, warm, and cold. Alexa, ask Moen to fill my sink with hot water. This battery operated system doesn't require its own dedicated outlet. Turn it on or off with your voice or your hands. You by Moen Smart Kitchen Faucet. Technology aimed to make your life a little bit easier. And um, I worry about our children yeah. with regards to internet of these dudes. Like seriously, between a heated toilet seat that we're gonna be spoiling our children in the future to the Moen, uh, I think it's pronounced, bathroom or kitchen sink. Uh, and the Moen is a smart technology made to make every inter day uh, interactions with kitchen more convenient. From precise temperature controls to the exact measurements or operation from any of your taps. So you can... Okay. 
That's too far from me. Yeah, yeah, no, like it is. Like <laughs> it really like being able to turn around and say, "Hey Google, set my top temperature to eighteen degrees and pour water, or whatever, or hundred degrees to to boil a kettle." Like I've seen a, something in the past with taps where you pull the little knob up on the tap and it gets you hot, steaming hot water, and that it's kettle hot water. Or you push it down and it gives you cold water. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, but I'm sure overuse of that would cause some problems with the tap. But the fact of the matter is having a tap where you can... <laughs> and then, then I think about the layers of if someone actually hacked your house, they now have the ability to not only just mess with the lights and open the doors, and we talked about in the past episode how a guy used lasers to get inside a house and lasers and voice controls, but now a hacker could actually flood your house as well. It sounds like the wet bandits from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or the other side is but actually turn it, to, turn it to turn it to um, scalding hot and burn you. Yeah. Like what? If, what like, if a kid actually did to, you know? Where I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like, would not at least the ones we go in where there's a sensor, you put your hand underneath and it starts flowing. I get that, because mm. that's a hygiene thing because you're not touching taps and spreading germs. But to actually go, oh, you have to actually tell your tap to turn on. I think that's stupid. Yeah, but <laughs> unless like. Like maybe this thing can can send you an alert going, your child left on the tap while brushing their teeth this morning. Do you want me to turn it off? Or <laughs> or something like this. Or warning, your 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 kitchen floor is actually soaking now and you will have to get in a, a builder to repair your floors because little Johnny left the the plug in the tap and it's flowing over the sink basin. Um, and yeah. Justin, would you like us to get a quote from two builders for you and have them emailed to you so you can approve? Actually, while, while you're on that, I went, I'm sort of going away from CES. I picked this up the other day in a tech shop. It is the HP Instant Ink. They're now making printers, Simon, that as soon as you are running low on ink... It orders it automatically for you and sends it to you. God, like I heard about this recently. How how is people not getting this wacky orders? And I'm sure there is. I I think I I think that's my research for the next program of how many people get like twenty cartridges delivered to them just because their printer just went awol especially in businesses if businesses use this like i know in workplaces not maybe my workplace or anything like that where people kick the shit out of the printers when they don't work or there's a paper jam or something like that i'm sure that there's paper jams in some of these printers or whatever or they think it's running low on a cartridge and someone's opened it up or something because they don't know how to remove a paper jam and all of a sudden knock on the door next day and they have 20 cartridges outside their house. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being really hard on HP and I apologize if I am. 
but there has to be cases where this has gone absolutely pear-shaped. Has to be. Now, there has to, there's probably is, but you know, known the company, they probably have stuff in there to protect that you can't order, get more than one delivered per month or something like that as a protection on them as well as a protection on you or they verify. The only thing I can say is how it works. Number one, pick your plan. Choose from a plan based on the number of pages you print a month, not on the amount of ink you use. You only get the ink when you need it. The print, your printer sends you HP original ink before you run out, so no stockpiling and change a plan or cancel at any time. I want to hear from listeners who are using these who will actually say it works well. 15 pages a month is a free printing plan at no cost. 50 pages a month is 2.99 a month. 100 pages for five euro, 300 pages for 10 euro, 700 pages for 20 euro. So it's talking about the paper, which brings up my point as well. Again, paper jam, you're going to get a load of repeat prints and then all of a sudden it's going to be ordering ink for you. That would be yeah. my argument. I, I, I want to be proven wrong. Let me know. Tweet <laughs> <laughs> me at Justin or Dawson. You can tweet Simon at Simon Lang AB. Our website, www.allthingstech.ie. Um, tech, tech, technology. technology from an Irish perspective. This is the All Things Techie podcast. Lenovo and the ThinkPad Fold. Again, we're going to foldable devices. I just think that's going to be problems. But it's been that Lenovo is involved, I think, because they're such a substantial computer. computer. That's the demo one I saw, and I thought it was quite interesting that it's um, it's more oriented towards businesses. Have you played with this? No, I've seen it. I was actually, this is one of the videos I saw from CS that I was impressed with being that I use a, I'm on a Lenovo now, as an example. So um, on the ThinkPads, they are good machines. So I think Lenovo wouldn't have gone into this slightly blind. I think Lenovo ThinkPads are absolute workhorses of devices, especially for business. They might be more expensive on the market, but they are actual workhorses. Um, I don't know about this. Um, it's a room for these type of things at technology shows. Sex gadgets, and from last year, CES. This thing, um, I don't even know why though I want to even talk about it. It's the OSE OC, uh, 300 euro for the female who's designed to uh, massage and touch all different types of the body. And sort of links me on to the next topic, which is the baby bassinet for $330. When I first read up on this, I was saying, God, I bet this is going to cost about a thousand euro. It's very much like um, a Moses basket, but it has all the techs, tech involved. Um, it is available in early February 2020. Again, CES and prototypes. Will it actually come out and available? It rocks the baby for you. It can do a car ride. It can do a kangaroo hop. I worried about the baby whacking his head. It can do a tree swing, a rockabye, and a wave-like motion. Oh, Bluetooth enabled so you can play sounds. Oh. You can actually do this uh, from your app. So you can be downstairs as mommy or daddy, 
and your baby starts crying, you just open up your phone and make the, the actual motion of, I really worry about kangaroo. Like, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to bounce your baby like that? Uh, Bluetooth enabled, as Simon mentions. Five motions, five speeds. The baby would be flying out of the, the cast on, on <laughs> kangaroo mode. Four sounds, vibration, and timer. Um, interesting. I think it's kind of an interesting idea. And I think it, there's always going to be a, a need for someone, because I see they also have another one, a, a, an infant seat which does things as well. So I think like there's always someone out there who would oh, like yeah. these Chauvinistic uh, company name are called Four Moms because daddies are never important in these decision makings, especially when it comes to, to tech mixed with, um, with baby kids. and kids. We wouldn't know what we're talking about, would we? No, so no, we, definitely not. So it, 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 I, I Really, I want to see one of these in operation, especially on kangaroo mode, and see how hard the baby is rocked at at full speed. Like you, you would want the baby to be crying uncontrollably to 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 rock that baby up to to full speed. Um, but for the price, Simon, I I think that's a very reasonable price because I have, um. A child monitor since Kieran was born, which has the the surface base, which actually tells me whether the baby has stopped moving. Now, it, and you can increase or decrease the sensitivity, and especially when being a first time parent when Kieran was born, really peace of mind knowing that like this is an extra set of years if the baby stop stopped moving. But this, like, and that was around the 200 euro mark. So for $330, I think that's a reasonable price to come in at the market. And you, and don't forget, you probably would have also bought a Moses basket or a bassinet or something as well. And that, and then you have all these, so you probably wouldn't be far off the price anyway. Yeah, I just worry about the, the, the sensitivity controls of rocking the baby like that. But... I'm sure this has been tested out. If it's if it's coming from America, health and safety laws much higher than what we have in Europe. I say I say this has been tested out strongly, but I still want to see one of these being rocked at full speed and see what they're like. <laughs> Toyota have actually bought a city in Japan near Mount Fuji called Woven City, and it's all going to be on driverless cars. I think. Click BBC Click did a bit on this as well, but I think this this is going to be interesting. Forget hybrids. This this could be. You wonder. You really wonder. Can you actually say is this going to be the goal for the next from twenty twenty to twenty thirty driverless cars? In, I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah, like I know our government are really pushing that on the thing of like no diesel cars mm. and. Hopefully, like, I, I really encourage, like, I don't even mean electric cars, and I know that a lot of electric stations now popping up, even at supermarkets across Ireland, but I don't think electric is the way forward. I, I love to see hybrid cars and more grants given to buying hybrid cars in, in Ireland. But while we wait for this driverless car system, um, again, by the time it probably hits Ireland, it'd be 2040, 2050, probably. But let's, let's see how 
how it goes on that. Because I want someone to drive me around when I when I get too old to drive. That's why I want driverless cars. Yeah, well, uh, you you would you know, like it really pulls away from the, the, we know our driving test has changed in Ireland since we did our driving test and the amount of hours that has to be spent. But do you really want to try and teach Rosine how to or Rosine Re, Rebecca rather how to how to drive? Like I, I struggled on teaching my wife how to drive, you know, and just how to, I really think you should have a driving instructor. Like I, I, I'm going to actually take a heart attack, you know. Um, <laughs> and your wife has never taken the interest of learning how to drive yet. No, no, she hasn't. So, no. so, so that makes it that reliant on one person. Would you to... would you take a heart attack tomorrow if and decided that she wanted you to teach her how to drive? No, I wouldn't mind trying, but you know, it's not at the, at the end of the day. It, it it's just the way it has worked out. But I know people who both people don't drive in a family, and they just rely on public transport for everything. And it's like it's very rare to find people like that, but it is happening. So I think I always go back to the iRobot thing, and that's where in my head I always loved the idea of where they have driverless cars, but you can take over control. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I think that's that's the key thing that you can't take over control. Interesting though, watch that space with Toyota and Woven City. What are you looking forward to in IC twenty twenty? Well, I really loved uh, the fact that Hypervision are, are really coming on. I don't know did you even see back? Yes, we both weren't at IC twenty nineteen, but twenty eighteen Hypervision with their floating um designs and logos with a, a fan that spins quite fast with led lights and making this these 3d images Wait, did you even get near that stall yeah i saw those yes and because you kind of go but there is a use for them but it's just you, you it, didn't really think about it back then i thought they were incredibly noisy like they did have mm really high bass sound and um and music they were fans basically they were like a really fast fan basically um but now (coughs) they are coming on with doing floating faces as a way of doing conferencing and uh i actually believe that uh this will catch on this 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 type of um interaction and it sort of brings away from the VR and AR and go into, into holographic gaming and holographic talk. It's like, if you have this in the reception area with some someone talking, yes, it's going to be noisy, but it really stands out. It's it's something different. I think Hypervision could be onto something here on, on that. That's, that's one area of, of things that I'm looking forward to seeing at ISC. Or the Veep Pilot and um i just think for mobile viewpoint for live um for live uh, events this and and making um a studio where you don't have to edit afterwards i know there's a couple of different products out there that that bring in this don't have to edit but i i really liked the v pilot from mobile viewpoint are you what what products are you looking at i'm probably more interested in what's happening in the collaboration environment and kind of trying to use to like oh like 
data using data analytics and data trying to um, display data in a way that customers can dive into it on screen we're using touch yes. versus um versus having to always do everything from the pc that it, that is this if people want to engage in their information on screen that it no longer has you have to be pounded at the computer level that you can be on screen nearly minority 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 report yeah, yeah. like yeah that um kind of stuff where they're they're diving in and it's kind of all touch oriented. I want to see can they get that kind of stuff or a little bit of the immersive kind of collaboration rooms and stuff like that. And then the what's what's Crestron going to do this year? What they're going to anything new? Any new products? Have have they are they going to announce uh, um, Google Meet for Mercury or any of those kind of things? And I'm going to keep asking them every year until someone does it because. They've been at, they have it for Teams, they have it for Zoom, so why not Google? Um, I, I think on video collaboration, I honestly believe that Logitech are going to push forward strongly. I think Zoom is going to keep on growing in the sector. I think Zoom is going to really start challenging. They're already challenging. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. They are already challenging. Um, but I think for simple huddle spaces, Logitech uh, are really coming on leaps and bounds with, with their mm. equipment. I think Sennheiser's new range of mics um, and just the whole idea that it's user-friendly, that a technician can see straight away, oh, wait, there's a mic that hasn't been put placed back in the cradle or a battery's running low and be able to go to it. That, was, that came out in the past year, two years, I think they're going to keep on building on this. You know, I think it's yeah. Um, the whole better, better mics as well, and like I like even in our environment, maybe mics that don't for stage that don't require a belt pack. Mm. That it to get them smaller. That maybe even that it's all in the in the headpiece. Yeah. So you get for especially women with dresses who don't have anywhere to clip on a belt pack that you can AB nightmare, AB nightmare. Yes. Yeah. That you could like that kind of even I think Taylor would love that kind of stuff where you literally maybe everything's in the mic and the headpiece you literally put on and that's it and there's nothing else to clip on anywhere else. Um, that might even have like a fifty meter range because when you can put a receiver on off from the house near near a stage to get within that that kind of stuff i so i think i would love to see if there's anything in that kind of field developed i'm um, going to name drop here and mark cox and uh ab phenom coming out with a couple of things from ces and it seems like ak is going to be the consumer commodity and but things aren't being built for 8k programs aren't being built for 8k you know and you can see the consumer rushing out and going, oh, I'm going to buy an 8K TV. But, but let's be honest, it's still like a lot of the content that we even see on TV now being broadcast is still being broadcast in HD. HD. Yeah, there's not even 4, 4K being broadcast by like the Sky, the Virgins, and uh, the big TV networks here. They might be recording it mm. in that, but on 
the problem is they're not delivering it. But they're not delivering because the bandwidth, but maybe going back to a previous show, our 5G that's coming might change that dramatically. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully it will. Uh, but it, it still comes down to the fact that you need a big space in your house to want an 8K TV to actually get the glory of 8K resolutions. Um, and But on the, on the pro side, it is pushing down the price of large screen 4k tvs like i think you can pick up it like i spent over a thousand euro for my tv which now would be half the price which is great yeah it's it's great about that thing as things move on the technology price drops because it's get it's more accessible to everyone and then eventually because truthfully how many people have standard definition tvs anymore Mm. I, I definitely think that sound bars as well is something that's going to come in more useful um, on that too. Uh, we watch that with Facebook. If you have anything that you want to add to that, let us know. I think we shall leave it there, Simon. We have a long program for January. Um, I say as we as we grow closer to ISE and February, and uh, hopefully people will tell us what they're looking for to ISE or and at least a load of podcasts going, going to be coming out of ISE, uh, different different podcasts, uh, the AV, folk, uh, AV Jam's doing a podcast there, and um, Joe Way is talking about doing a higher ed podcast live from the event as well. Maybe we'll do something live as well if we, if we get over there as well. Yeah, we can do a few sound bites or something that at least we can kind of Get some of the atmosphere. Yeah, haven't got brave enough to do a live show yet, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. The All Things Techie Podcast. Subscribe, like, and share. All Things Techie Podcast. Brought to you by two tech junkies, Justin Dawson and Simon Lang. For more, visit www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E media.ie.